it's so hard to get people to to do what you want, to do what you think is right. And the reality of it is, it's never supposed to be like that. You're never supposed to want somebody to do what you want them to do, no matter how bad you want to, because it's never going to happen. People have their own minds, their own thoughts, their own mission in life. So for you to believe that you can make somebody or convince somebody to do something that they don't want to do is madness. For instance, me and my baby mother split up about three, about three and a half months ago. We got into a situation um, where she couldn't live with me anymore, so she had to leave. Um, I understand that. And throughout those three months leading up to now, you know, I've been trying to get get it back, get our relationship back. Uh, I love my family. I want to be the type of dad that's always there. I want to have a family unit. Um, So I've been trying my hardest to um, get us back to a family. Um, And this goes hand in hand with what I'm talking about. The more I try to uh, convince her that we should be a family, we can work things out, the more and more it became hard hard to have conversations, hard to open up a dialogue, Um, no understanding, no no trust in the future that things will get okay, the more I tried. Um, And now we're at a point where I have been put on child support, which is absolutely crazy to me because I've been the type of father who's never been absent. I've been there since the day he was born. I've been there to give her money when she needs. I paid for his, you know, diapers, wipes, and food. Um, I've always showed time. I've always given time. I've always showed love. I've always made it clear that I'm going to be around for my son and the notion that I want my family together. We got into an argument where I presented her with an all-or-nothing ultimatum, which was definitely the wrong thing to do. Um, I told her that either we work this out and become a family again, or you put me on child support and you'll never have to see me again. She replied with, okay. Okay, meaning we're going to work this out. We're going to fix this. Almost five minutes after that, after deciding she wants to work this out, she says to me, I don't think this is going to work. Within that five minutes, nothing has happened negatively to make her seem like this isn't going to work. Whatever's going on in her head tells her that it's not going to work. Even though she just decided she's going to work on our problems with me, Five minutes earlier. So I kind of lose it. And I tell her, go ahead and put me on child support. I'm done with this. Now, this is something that I never wanted to happen. 
even though I said it, which I, I admit was the wrong thing to do, to um to kind of give her an ultimatum like that under so much stress and anger, people will make the wrong decision. Um, so she did it. And the night, a couple nights ago, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on and if it's even true if she did it. Um, trying to open up a conversation and she's giving me nothing in return. I'm texting, calling, nothing. I have a moment that I never really have where I think it would be better for my life to not have to worry about this. It would be better for her life to not have to worry about me. I'm not and I'm not even thinking about my son. I'm thinking selfishly about me and my situation. I decide it's best if I um kill myself. So what I do, I go downstairs, I own a I own a pistol, I own a firearm, I open up the case, and I just stare at it for a good good fifteen minutes. Just thinking, just thinking about if I ended it all right now. Staring at the bullets, staring at the, the magazine. Staring at the pistol, thinking, if I ended it all right now. I snap out of it, and I call um, suicide prevention hotline. Because at that moment, I realized that I need help. And I called them because I can't call my family. I believe I can't call my family at this moment because... Every time I present them with a problem that I'm having, I either encounter negativity um, on the part of they're trying to be supportive of me. So when I introduce a problem, they feel how I feel, but to an extreme. And the reason I'm coming to them with a problem is to reach an alternative solution. I'm trying to hear from their perspective um, of something that, you know, would be positive to do in a situation like maybe I shouldn't attack it negatively, maybe I should attack it positively. So I come to them in a mind frame of problems that I've had before, and they've been on my side making it worse. So I did not come to them with this situation um, just based on that fact. Now I believe if I told them I wanted to kill myself, they would talk me out of it. But at that moment, I was just thinking about the past and the experience that I've had introducing them with my problems. So what I do is Decide I'm not going to call a friend because I don't want to burden them with my problems. And I'm honestly thinking about this could be the end for me. So I call suicide prevention because I really need help. I'm acknowledging that. I speak to a woman on the line for about maybe 30 minutes. Um, we're talking about why I feel this way. Uh, the method I'm using or, you know, I would use it to uh, kill myself, which is my firearm, which I do tell her is right in front of me and I'm looking at it. Um, so we're talking for a good while. Throughout this time, she's called um, the local police department. I'm not, I'm not aware of this, but in our conversation, I calm down. I realize this is not the best solution. She gets me to put my firearm away in my case and lock it up. 
But at this time, I'm getting a call from an unknown number. They call. I hang up on them. They call again. I hang up on them. I let the lady on the line know that somebody's calling me. I don't know who it is, but they continue to call me. Um, I'll call you back. So I hang up the phone and I answer the unknown call. There's a woman on the other line that says, this is so-and-so from so-and-so police department. Would you come outside and speak with us? And I say, it's, it's who from what? Uh, no, I'm okay. She says, can you come outside and speak to us? At this moment, I know that the woman on the prevention line has called the local police department. So I, you know, I go outside. I walk outside and I see, you know, it's it's dark outside. It's about 3 a.m., 2 a.m., sorry. And it's dark. Nobody's really out there. And I hear a voice in in the shadows to my right. And it says, pick your hands up. And then the light shines on me. And I see about four police officers um, with guns drawn on me, asking me to put my hands up, turn around, walk backwards, lay on the ground with my palms up, and they put handcuffs on me, which I do. I do the whole process. Um, They take me back into my uh, apartment, and they explain to me that they received a call from a prevention hotline about me potentially wanting to end my life. Um, so from there, they advise that I speak to someone. I say, okay. They tell me if I speak to someone and they let, and they find that, you know, I've calmed down. There's nothing wrong with me. They'll let me go. So we go to a local psychiatric, um, hospital where I sit for about four hours, filling out paperwork to be admitted into a psychiatric ward. Um, they admit me. I don't know how long I'm staying. I've been told that I can be let out that night when I speak to a doctor. Um, When I get there, I speak to a nurse who tells me it's a 48-hour window. So I'm thinking, okay, anywhere from now until 48 hours, I speak to someone. They'll know that I'm okay and I'm calm and I don't have these thoughts regularly. So I'll be, you know, dismissed or discharged. They give me a room. I go to sleep for about an hour. It's about 6 a.m. A doctor comes in room asked me about what had happened. Mind you, I've been up since 9 a.m. Saturday morning. It's now Sunday, um, 6, 7 a.m. So I've been up this whole time, only got an hour of sleep. They wake me up and they tell me, um, do you have any intention on killing yourself? They're asking me questions. How do I feel? Why I did it? What was the situation that led up to this? And at that moment, I realized I'm not going home anytime soon. Because the doctor tells me that the the methods that I've been using to cope with losing um, the mother of my child to whatever situation we had, and also losing my son, hasn't been enough. And I've been trying to be productive. I've been working out. I've been meditating. I've been eating right. It just hasn't been enough. So they're offering me time here to think about what's been going on. They offered me medication, which I declined, and they said I would speak to a therapist eventually. So they leave the room, and I lay down, go to sleep for about three hours, wake up, and I'm introduced to other individuals in the ward. I'm introduced to the scheduling. I'm introduced to a nurse who 
I believe that first day really got me through. Her attitude, um, her advice, she spoke to me like a genuine, real person. Kind of like an auntie would or someone I wish my family um, had so I could speak to. If I did, I wouldn't be in this situation because she gave it to me straight up. And I appreciated that. Um, so she made that day very easy. Um, a lot of the other people in the ward, they were going through similar situations. And I realized that I was not alone. And their stories and their insight on how to cope with things like this really helped me out. So then I started to think. The thought of me not belonging in this place because I feel like I'm able to cope with this and I just had a moment. Maybe that's not necessarily true. Maybe there's a reason why I'm here. And I started to think, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to meet all the people here. I'm going to hear their stories. I'm going to have time to sit and think about my situation. What's the best thing for me to do? I'm going to speak to these therapists. I'm going to speak to everyone here, these nurses, and figure out what's what's the best thing for me to do. Um, so I just got released today. And I feel very... I wouldn't say that I'm happy I left. Because it does feel strange in my own home now. It feels like... I don't know myself, if that makes sense. I feel like I've changed. And it's getting back. And it's kind of like I'm an empty, I'm an empty vase, I'm an empty vase with the tendencies and techniques and advice that I've learned over these past two days inside of that vase. And that's it. That's what I feel like right now. And it's not something bad because a lot of the, the the tendencies that I had before, the trying to control everything, the the um, worrying about things that are out of my control, those things that I used to do before, they're checked now. Right. So they're if I can if I can put this into a picture, they're in a box that's locked up and I'm no longer trying to control things right now at this moment that I can't control. And I'm no longer dwelling on things that are out of my control, if that makes sense. So I, but I do feel empty. I do feel not quite myself, which I'm thinking is a good thing. But if I can dig down deep, I do feel optimistic. And I am looking forward to what's going to happen tomorrow. I just got home. I was able to wash my clothes. I was able to um, clean up my apartment a little bit. I was able to keep my phone away from me so that I'm not doing things that will set me back from what I've learned these past few days. Um, I do believe that a trigger for me is my baby mother. But I also believe that specific trigger is myself and too much communication with her. And trying to make her become the person that I want her to be to help me. And trying to control the things that she does. Those are my two triggers with this woman. And I realize that I have no control over anything she does, anything she says, anything of that nature.
I realize that now. And I'm actually kind of happy about it that I realized it. Because now I can live my life and I can take life as it comes and truly realize that my life is not a tragedy. It's a comedy. <laughs>